Hey everybody, welcome to Come Follow Me Daily Dose. I'm Lindsay Hansen and today is May 20th. Today we are going to continue just briefly in Deuteronomy 15. I feel like we got a chance to talk a lot yesterday about this day of pardon and the great type or shadow that it is for us about the Savior's atonement and the pardon that can come into our lives and how it's now our responsibility to pardon and to forgive others. But we didn't get into the second half of this chapter, which is all about giving to the poor and being generous and charitable with what we have. So one of my favorite verses here in this chapter is in verse 11. It says, For the poor shall never cease out of the land. Therefore I command thee, saying, Thou shalt open thy hand wide unto thy brethren, to thy poor, and to thy needy in thy land. Now, If you'll remember, when we talked about Moses chapter 7, verse 8, we talked about the idea of Zion. And we talked about how Zion isn't so much a place as it is a mindset and a way of being. In Moses chapter 7, verse 18, it says, The Lord called his people Zion, because they were of one heart and of one mind and dwelt in righteousness, and there were no poor among them. Our Father in heaven, through the commandments that he gives us, through the covenants that he makes with us, is trying to turn us in to a Zion-type people. And this law, this command to take care of the poor is high in those laws that he gives us that helps change us and shape us to become a Zion-type people. But also, when we talked about Moses chapter 7, verse 18, we talked about how Yes, there are no poor among us in a Zion-type society, but how poor means more than just monetary. Obviously, we need to take care of those who are monetarily poor. We need to open our hand wide towards them. We need to give generously. We need to do everything to take care of the poor and the needy among us. But are there other ways of being poor? Remember in the Sermon on the Mount, Christ taught, blessed are the poor in spirit. So we can be poor in spirit. We can be poor monetarily. Maybe we are poor in testimony. Maybe we are poor in friends. Maybe we are poor in time or poor in energy. There are a multitude of ways that we can be poor or that those among us can be poor. And it's just as important that we are looking for those ways and how to fill those gaps for people as we are ready to open the pocketbook and give or donate. If we are to be a Zion-type society, if God is to change our hearts, then that type of consecration has to be done on our parts. That willingness to see needs in the lives of those around us and to spring into action to fill those needs. My family has had just a string of weird things (laughs) happening. And we haven't been poor monetarily. We've been very blessed, but we've been poor in other ways as we've been just trying to battle through this series of strange things that have been happening to us. And I've been floored as I've seen people who live consecrated lives step in, not ask if they could help because they know me well enough to say, no, we're fine, but just step in and start doing I'm so blessed by the consecrated people that surround me who are willing to see needs and step in to fill them. And that is the essence of a consecrated life. That is the essence of Zion. 
seeing the poor around us, whether it's the poor in spirit, the poor in testimony, the poor in energy, the poor in friendships, and being willing to step in to help. Elder Christofferson once said that our life on earth is a stewardship of time and choices granted by our Creator. Those who quietly and thoughtfully go about doing good offer a model of consecration. I love that quietly and thoughtfully go about doing good. That truly is the essence of a consecrated life. And it's our stewardship as we've been given time and as we've been given agency, it's our stewardship to use those things in a way that allow us to live that consecrated life, in a way to bless and help and nurture other people along the path. There will always be a reason not to consecrate. There will always be a reason to hold back our hand. Oftentimes I get embarrassed thinking, well, they don't want my help. But remember what we talked about yesterday. It's between you and God. And as we consecrate ourselves, as we see needs and reach out to fill them, our hearts are changed and we become more like the Savior. And I love in verse 11 how it says, Thou shalt open thy hand wide unto thy brethren. It reminds me of if you've ever taken the the Dave Ramsey classes, and he talks about giving as one of the principles of financial freedom. And he always says that if you've got your hand clenched so tight that you can't give anything, that means your hand is clenched so tight that it can't receive anything as well. And that fits so perfectly with the promise given in verse 10. It says, because that for this thing, the Lord thy God shall bless thee in all thy works and in all thou puttest thy hand unto. So in everything that we do, if we are willing to live this consecrated life, if we are willing to give of ourselves, if we are willing to see needs and strive to fill those needs, then we can trust that the Lord is going to bless everything that he puts into our hands and he's going to bless everything that we attempt to do in the process. Not that we live the consecrated life for the blessings, but it's amazing to see as we try to live the consecrated life, even when we are not doing a great job, but when we put forth that effort to see our Father in Heaven's blessings is just such a testimony of the promises that He's made and the awareness that He has of the efforts that we're making in our lives as well. Now, that being said, it's important that we understand how this is supposed to work because sometimes we just don't have it in ourselves. Sometimes we are poor of energy or poor of spirit or poor of time. And it can be easy to see needs and to feel like we have to fill those needs even though we are running on empty ourselves. It's important to remember that we are also taught that we shouldn't run faster than we have strength, but we also shouldn't use that as an excuse not to give. It's important that we find a really delicate balance in our lives so that we're not giving of our empty reserves, but that we're also not holding back when we could be giving. Ideally, in a Zion-like society, ideally in a Zion-like heart, when everyone was giving what they could, it would run perfectly. I remember years ago, President Monson told a story about when he was bishop and how there was a refugee family coming and they had found an apartment, but they had nothing to put in the apartment. And as Bishop President Monson said to his ward council, okay, we've got this family, what can we do? And there in the ward council, one guy was a 
electrician. So he said, you know what, I can go over and I can get all the electricity running right and I can do different things that way. And one guy was a carpenter and he said, well, I can make a bed. And the Relief Society got together and they found of their excess and they did what they could. And one guy had an extra refrigerator, so they got that in there. And everyone giving just a little bit was able to completely furnish this apartment along with a Christmas tree and presents underneath it and clothes for the children, everything that was needed. But it wasn't one person doing all of that for the family. It was everyone giving a little, a little bit of their excess. They were able to fulfill the needs of this family. And my friends, that is how it should look. We shouldn't feel responsible to take everything upon ourselves to do everything and be everything for everyone. But in a harmonious way, we all get together. We all consecrate. And in that way, everyone from their excess can fill the needs of those around them. Elder Maxwell once taught that we tend to think of consecration only as yielding up when divinely directed our material possessions. But ultimately, consecration is the yielding up of oneself to God. My friends, it's my testimony and my belief that when we yield ourselves to God completely and fully, when we hold nothing back from Him, He can teach us the ways that we can lift and bless and build and strengthen the poor among us, the poor of heart, the poor of spirit, the poor of testimony, the poor of faith, the poor of time, the poor of energy, the poor of friends. We have all been poor in one way or another in our lives, and we've all been blessed by those who are willing to look outside themselves, consecrate their efforts and their actions to reach out, to bless, to build, and to strengthen. Thank you so much for listening today. If you're enjoying this podcast, make sure to follow us on social media, subscribe, like, comment, or share. This has been Come Follow Me, Daily Dose, and I'm Lindsay Vincent.